0: title of my message today is they shall mount up, they shall run, and they shall walk. They shall mount up, they shall run, and they shall walk. I've been, f- I've been led of the Lord everywhere that I minister to. I was doing pastors' conferences throughout the year and in our own congregation to bring people back, to teach people on finding their strength in God. 2,700 years ago, a prophet in the Bible by the name of Isaiah made this statement about his generation that is still drastically relevant for us today. It's actually increasingly unfolding before our very eyes in this 21st century. In Isaiah 40, verse 30, he says, even the young ones, those that 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 appear to be strong, that should be so strong, careless, uh, uh, they have their whole lives ahead of them. Even the young ones shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. There was a recent article in the New York Times entitled The Crisis of Men and Boys. And I quote, if you have been paying attention to the social trends, you probably have some inkling that boys and men are struggling in the US and across the globe. They are struggling in a classroom I'm reading the article. They are struggling in a classroom In the workplace, in their families, in relationships, they are struggling mentally and emotionally. Men account for close to three out of every four, what they call deaths of despair, suicide, and drug overdose. 15% of men say they have no close friends. But it's not only men, the article goes on. But in the US, One adult, one young adult that's 16 to 25 out of four is struggling with pronounced symptoms of anxiety and depression. There's actually a report, a recent report from the World Health Organization, and I quote again, states that the COVID-19 pandemic has triggered a 25% increase in prevalence of anxiety and depression worldwide. 10% of Americans suffer from post-COVID depression with the the mood disorder increasingly fast, uh, increasing fastest among teen and young adults, but in alarming rates among all ages. The depression rates and symptoms have tripled since 2019. Adults are more than three times as likely to screen positive for depressive or anxiety disorder across the U.S. Over 50,000 people Uh, die of suicide in the United States. That is a death by suicide every 11 minutes. 12 million adults are seriously thinking about suicide, even as we speak today. And 1.2 million have have attempted suicide this year. So as this year 2022 comes to an end, in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic, leaving deep, uh, multi-layered effects with dark clouds of recession threats looming over us, the cost, right, right where we live, the cost of groceries and gas and lodging exploding, interest rates that are rising dangerously, wars and rumors of wars int- intensifying with real, real danger of nuclear strikes, nu- nuclear uh, threats in the conflict between Russia and the Ukraine, China, Taiwan, the US, NATO countries. With daily senseless violence and mass shootings, divisions and social turmoil, tearing up tearing the country apart it is true it is reality that even the young ones even the strong ones are are the strongest are fainting and without strength but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength I'm going to say it again. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Can you give God praise? He's the one who gives strength. I want want you to say it with me. They shall mount up. They shall run. run. And And they shall walk. One more time. They shall mount up. They shall run, run. and they shall walk. I want to speak to you today on the God who will renew our strength. And look at this beautiful passage in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the young ones shall faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly fall. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. The context of Isaiah 40 is a context of one thing hitting after the other. Have you ever been through a season where it's one thing after the other? It's, a, it's hitting in your family or, and it's hitting in your health. It, it's tears and it's worry and it's anxiety. It might be in your family, in your marriage, in your career. It might be in your friendships, in your health, in your serving, in your walking with God. Christ is a, It's a season of one blow after the other. That's Isaiah 40, a compounding effect of uh, unanswered questions keeping you up, keeping you up at night life is throwing curveballs at you, and sometimes the curveball even hit us. It's a season where as a believer, you say, uh, I, I have faith, but God seems so far. I'm battling a sense of fear and failure. I know, I know he's the creator, he's the Christ, but I am dealing with a crisis, and, a, and I'm, in, I'm in a season of, of confusion and crisis. So the question is, how can God give us strength today? How can he renew our strength today? Wherever you're watching from around the world, and here it's that 50-person Broadway, I want to propose first thought that God, he's the God who renews our strength when we return and rest in his character. When we return and rest in his character. Verse 25 and 26 of Isaiah 40. To whom they will li- God says, to whom they will you- then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things. Who bring, bring out their host by numbers. He's, he's talking about the firmament. He's talking about stars and the universe and the galaxies. He calls them by name. And by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. Please understand that the people God was speaking to had a healthy knowledge of and spiritual understanding of God. Like many of us, they, 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 they would say, as you can, they would say, we know, we know, we understand. I, I know that. I believe that God is the creator. I believe that he's the creator of all things, of galaxies and planets and stars and the universe. I've lifted my eyes on high. I've seen the universe. I, I believe that. I'm not of those who are stubbornly and desperately trying to sustain the illogical uh, theory that nothing plus no one equals everything. No, I believe in God. I, I know he's the creator. I know he's created every billions of star and he knows their name. But sometimes I feel like he forgot my name. Pastor Claude, where do you see this in Isaiah 40? In verse 26 that we read, there is a deep sense of sovereignty and of God's capacity. But in verse 27 that we'll read in a moment, you you, you feel the doubt and the suffering and the silent cry. There's a silent cry in verse 27. They, They say, who do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. And my just claim is passed over by my God. It is a sense, it is someone, it is a place where you've been and I've been. It is a place where you say, God, why, what is happening? What's happening? Everything is spinning. Why, why, I, I don't understand what's happening to me. Even further, in the Hebrew, you could read it this way. The justice that should be mine is not recognized before my God. He's actually saying, they're actually saying, it's not fair. It's not just what's happening to me. It's not fair what's happening to my children. It's not right. This shouldn't be happening to me. I shouldn't be weeping like this. I shouldn't be worried like this. I shouldn't be at this place in my life. My kids should not have turned out this way. This, this, this is not fair. This is not just towards me. I don't deserve this. I, I don't deserve to be betrayed like this. That was their heart. I, I did nothing to deserve this. Now we can all act uh, super spiritual, and pretend that those thoughts never crossed our minds. But to know God intellectually, to know the Creator intellectually, does not appease the realities of the heart and conscience tormented by fears, pain, and confusion internally, inwardly. You can know him intellectually, and the pain is there internally. That's why, that's precisely In those moments that you need to return, I need to return and rest in his character. Have you not known verse 28? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? He never faints. He's never weary. His understanding is unsearchable. It might be surprising to you, but when God addresses your situation in battle, he does not uh, do, do it with, does not respond with theories. Or even uh, academically, or intellectually, or intellectually, or, or uh, coldly, or or emotionally, God responds theologically. He reminds you and calls you back to to Himself. He says, when you are going through these seasons where everything is hitting and where, where your heart is wrenched over what's taking place, it is not the time to run away from me. It is the time to run back to who I am, to run back to my character, to run back to my wisdom, to run back to me. If your situation is draining you of your joy, your peace and strength, your faith, you must keep on the frontal lobe of your mind and thoughts. Is the everlasting God. He's the creator of all things. My God is limitless. His knowledge is limitless. His understanding is limitless. He's eternal. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent for all times. Whatever your emotions and whatever your circumstances, when everything else is shaken, you must find refuge. You must refresh your soul. You must return and find refuge in the character of your God, in who He is. When everything changes, you run to the one who never changes. He's the God who will renew our strength when we return and rest in his character. In your press uh, all the panic button seasons when you can't seem to localize God. Job actually said, I look north, south, east, and west. It's as if I couldn't find him. When, when God, God's appearance, uh, God's apparent absenteeism crushes your heart. When, when, when you, there's so many things you don't know anymore, you have to run to what you know. You know, I have to run to the one you know and to what you know about your God. He's he's limitless. He's everlasting. So he transcends the actual times. uh, What I'm going through right now. And space. He's alpha and omega. So he's the first page and the last page of my life. I can trust in him. I can find refuge in him. He's omniscient. There's no limit to what he knows. He's omnipotent creator. There's no end to his power. His capacity to change evil into good. His understanding, his ways are unsearchable. News flash. God is not easy to understand sometimes. (laughs) Have you found that out? Not easy to understand sometimes. Deuteronomy 29. 29, The secret things belong to the Lord. To the Lord our God. But those things that that, that are revealed belong to us. Sometimes God will reveal now what he's allowing and what he's doing in our life. Sometimes, sometimes what he's doing is hidden to us now and will be revealed later. How many of you have been through a season while it was happening? You're saying, what is happening? What is wrong? And then you look in in retrospective and you say, oh, that was the hand of God. This is how God turned. On this Thanksgiving weekend, if you remember such a season, give him praise for a second. He's the one who controls all things. But there are also times where his ways, his purposes are hidden. Uh, And and that is why he's the God who who will renew our strength when we return and rest in his character and when we learn to release. No, amen. Say out loud, release. release. When you learn to release. Please hear this. This is important. You can question. You can ask questions to God or of God, but you can't question God. You can ask questions of him, but you can't question God. Can, uh, what's the difference, Pastor Claude? When When I ask questions of God, I, w- I want to understand, some, I want to grow in this, I want to learn from this. But when I get to a dangerous place and question God, you go, you're getting into a territory where you, you're defying, you're demanding answers. You're, you're following him as conditional. Am I, am I getting the answers that I wanted? I can even defame him, defame his character, deny his very nature. And that is a place that is so harmful, so dangerous to your destiny. So dangerous to your destiny. I'll say it this way. If you don't release. And you try to figure God out. If you don't release and you try to figure out what God is is doing uh, 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 with endless and past and present and future whys and why and why, it will be like a thousand degree phosphoric fire, acid that will burn your soul, uh, it will burn your soul, your faith, consume your soul, your joy, your faith. I'm saying this because I saw this on the, uh, I saw a headline recently, on the beaches of Normandy, France, a man gets second degree burn from pebbles on the beach. He actually picked up this, uh, he picked up a little pink pebble, and, and it was from uh, Second World War, and, and it was covered in, in phosphor, and, and when he put it in his pocket, it just burned him second degree all over his body. I was reading, I was reading uh, uh, the article, and it says, as long as it was as a stone from this former war, as long as the, the pink stone was uh, uh, refreshed uh, by water, there was no danger, but it became toxic when kept in a dry place. So I'm asking you today, is your soul, are you keeping your soul well watered? Are you keeping your soul well watered in the presence and in the promise and in the, in releasing everything to the character of God and His presence, or are you keeping are you keeping stones from past wars in a dry place in your heart? If you have stones from a past war, a past deception, disappointment, uh, uh, anger, or bitterness, you you don't keep it in your heart. It can consume your entire heart and and drain you, drain you of your strength. I must admit. That I've been there, I've been in the places of the, the continual whys. Why? Why me, oh God? Why us? Sometimes we say, why not me? Why them and not me? Why? The, the, the futile and toxic torment of endless whys draining us of our strength. If you don't release your circumstances to your God eternal creator of all, all wisdom, all love, all justice, then you, you will be reduced to your circumstances. Instead of allowing the God who reigns over your circumstances to renew your heart. And and so this is the question. Have you crossed that line today? Have you crossed that line between not only asking God, but you're on, on this dangerous territory where you're questioning him, where you're questioning God? You must return and release uh, uh, and return to his character now. You must lead it. This is a minefield for your soul. You have to come back. Eternal with. God, he alone decides and determines in, in a perfect love, perfect wisdom, perfect understanding, he's the one who will determine what he reveals and what he holds back. Just like loving parents, if you that are human and limited and, uh, and evil can give good things to your children. How much more will God uh, give? How much more the Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? There, there's a sense. With all the parents, we, we understand this, that they, in different seasons of our children's life, there's things we just can't explain. We can't share. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't comprehend it. They couldn't appreciate it. They couldn't, we're doing this out of love. My strength and my faith are renewed in my absolute confidence that what He chooses to reveal is rooted solely in His love, in His perfection, in His justice, in His loving kindness, and in His plan for my life. And even when I don't see anything, God never abandons ship. He never abandons your ship. Please hear me. You can can release. You must release today. Because the all-knowing, all-powerful Creator of all things never abandons ships. You 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 remember this January 13, 2012, the captain of the cruise ship Costa Concordia, um, Francesco Cetino, abandoned his, his sinking ship. He actually he actually brought this, this huge cruise with four thousand cruise liner with four thousand passengers on board. And he brought it close and closer and closer to the coast because it was a lady that he wanted to impress. And he had been talking to her and say, I'll wave to you. He, he, the, the, boat, the boat sank and he fled. He got, he 31, pers- uh, 31 people died and he got 16 years in prison. Men, human beings, people will abandon you. People will disappoint you. People that you put your trust in. And sometimes people that you invested so much love in. Will turn around and, and tear your heart. Men will abandon you. Some, uh, the closest relationships sometimes will abandon ship. There's parents that, there's children that have been abandoned by their parents, but we have parents that feel abandoned by their kids. And you have, you have people in churches all over the world watching this. Uh, uh, you're watching this online and you felt betrayed by Christian leadership. Men will abandon you, but God will never abandon ship. You run to his faithfulness and his character. Isaiah 41. 9 and 10, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, the hundred nations here in Times Square Church, all over the world watching right now, called from the farthest regions, wherever you are, and said to you, you are my servant, I have chosen you, I have not cast you away, I'll never abandon ship. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Say yes, please. On this Thanksgiving weekend, this is a testimony. This is a t- testimony of a of the psalmist who who returned to the character of God and released everything in God's hands in Psalm 66. Not for a a a careless, uh, not for a careless, problemless uh, life. Look at his testimony, Psalm 66: 5, 8, 12. Oh, bless. this is our testimony. Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, bless our God, you peoples, and make the voices of his praise to be heard. He gave life to our soul. He strengthened my soul. He kept our soul alive and does not allow our feet to stumble. We carried heavy burden. We got caught in nets. Men came against us. We went through the fire. We went through the waters. But he pulled us out for rich abundance. Hey, is there someone willing to testify in the house today that you had burdens, you went through the fire, people came against you, but he pulled you out for rich abundance. <laughs> Hallelujah. The psalmist, the psalmist pray, is praising and worshiping and he wants to protect us and gives us a warning. Because it continues in, in Psalm 66. He says, come in here, all you who fear the Lord. I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth and was extolled uh, and he was extolled with my tongue. But watch this. If I had covered, that's the Hebrew, if I had regarded, covered iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not will not hear. Certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. He says, He says, don't miss this. If I had covered poison in my heart, I would not have been, I I would have blocked the flow of his heavenly and supernatural strength in my life. We must release, if I had, the psalmist says, if I, if I had persisted in questioning God, if I had covered resentment or unforgiveness or bitterness, envy or comparison, je- jealousy or covetousness or habitual sin in my heart, if I had hardened my conscience and fed my soul with unbelief and mistrust and suspicion for the future because of past hurts and wounds, I would have shut down heaven and, and I, would have, I would have forfeited my access to my God of supernatural strength. If I had allowed thoughts of resentment and unforgiveness, unbelief to fester in my spirit, if I had begun to trust in myself and began to trust in, my, in myself and in my limited and so faulty wisdom, if I had begun to turn to a- anyone else but God, I would have shut down the heavens. I would have been left to my own limitation. The promise that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength when they return and rest in His character and when they release and learn to wait on God. This is a very familiar passage, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, forgive me, but the expression is very rich in the Hebrew. It's actually, it's translated in many different ways. In the French it says trust, but uh, the the word kava in the Hebrew is fascinating. It's a word, it's a word uh, that literally means, in, in the original meaning, it means to kava, is to wait while trusting with hope and expectation, but it actually means it was used in the everyday life, the plaiting of hair, lacing the hair, to intertwine, to tie together, to knit tightly, to wrap up, to interlace, to weave, to, breed, to braid, to gather together in expectation to make stronger. In the original Hebrew from a root meaning uh, uh, twisting and winding of a cord, to plait the hair. Not to straighten the hair, but I, as you're, you're just tying it, you're the, it's literally saying, uh, my life, the trust in God, is wrapping everything in my life around Him. The psalmist said it this way, wait for the Lord. My soul, uh, kava for the Lord. My eye, kava for the Lord. My soul, kava, uh, uh, my soul, kava in His Word, in His promises. To wait upon God is to bring together, to intertwine, to wrap every battle every battle, every every hurt, every pain into his character, into his promises. It is to weave God's goodness and God's faithfulness and God's promises and God's omnipotence through everything I, I, I am facing. It is wrapping my pain and weakness to, to his mercy and to his sovereignty. It is wrapping my, It is wrapping everything around him. There's nothing in me that is not released to him. We live in a very superficial, there, there, this is an age where there's much, there's very superficial Christianity. And superficial Christianity will not suffice. A, the, the Christian experience or of, I go, I go to church a, a couple of times a month. I come to church for 90 minutes with God once a week. But his word, his commandments, his principles, his character. Uh, are separated from the rest of my life. This is Sunday me and this is the rest of me. In the rest of my life, it's my will, my thoughts, my actions, my reactions, my emotions, my 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 plan to wait on the Lord is to wrap yourself tightly your circumstances, your soul, your mind, your emotions, every piece brought together like a tapestry. Every piece brought together. It was used uh, uh, as a rope that you would wrap and wrap to make strong uh, to make stronger. Every uh, every piece brought to him. God says, I will be your God uh, who renews your strength. When you return and rest in my character, when you release everything piece, to, piece by piece to me, wrap everything tightly, your past, your present, your future, all wrapped in me. Oh, No pieces of you that are not wrapped in me. And when you learn, when you grow into revelation on, on, of how, how you can really receive his strength. How you will receive his strength. We need a deeper revelation of how we receive. Uh, I'm reading it again, verse 31. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The word that is used here is literally, they'll find new strength. It's strength that wasn't there before. Because the strength of yesterday's testimony is not sufficient today. Say yes. You have to renew, finding the new strength. because uh, uh, Because we all know. That this one, these seasons of one thing after the other, crisis completely drains us. They drain us. No matter how strong, solid, performant, or functional we have been yesterday, we need to be connected today. We need to be refilled today. Your battery's dangerously low. You need to be reconnected. Those that reconnect to me shall shall renew their strength. They will. They, this is the way God do, does it. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. This is very important. Because in the course of your life, walking with God, it, he will not always renew strength in the same way. He will renew strength in many ways. The first way that Isaiah speaks to us is uh, God's, uh, God's divine intervention. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Now, this is a natural fact, you can watch any National Geographic uh, documentary, and this is a fact, the uh, the prophet was making allusion to something real, that when the baby eagle is doing his first flights and is pushed off the net or just jumps himself, he doesn't know how to fly. He's just flapping his wings, hoping not to crash. Anybody here has ever been through a season of flapping your wings, uh, hoping not to crash? Four of us, the rest of you will call we'll call you in a few minutes. <laughs> He's just flapping his wing, not knowing. Uh what well, and, and and this is this is so beautiful. Uh, Isaiah says this is divine intervention. God comes in, the eagle comes in, comes under, and takes the, the falling baby eagle and under his wing and and he goes like this: swoosh. Divine intervention. I love even the sound of swoosh. Swoosh renews my strength. Come on, come on, Thanksgiving weekend. Give me a swoosh. Balcony, give me a swoosh. This is divine intervention. We love the swoosh. How many of you love the swoosh? God intervened. Oh yeah. Say to somebody next to you, I love the swoosh. Say that to somebody next to you. Oh yeah. The swoosh is God's intervention. He came and healed. He came and took me out of there. He came and provided. Jehovah Jireh. We come in church singing and dancing. I love the swoosh. I love when God intervenes. He renewed my strength through divine swoosh. This is wonderful. Let me give you a few thoughts, doctrinal thoughts on the swoosh. <laughs> we love the swoosh, but sometimes we resist it. Sometimes God is trying to renew your strength by taking something out, by, taking, by lifting you up higher in a new place, by taking you out of a toxic relationship or toxic situation, and you're, you're holding back. Would you say to someone next to you, let God swoosh you? Say that somebody to somebody. Here's the second doctrine of the swoosh. Just because God is swooshing you, a divine intervention, does not mean that there won't be crows. I was watching this documentary, The Only Animal That Attacks Eagle. Crows go and, and just, hold, and they, they jump on the eagle and they pick, and they just, they, they pick and no. Listen, when God is blessing you and God is lifting you up higher, there'll always be a crow picking at you. Don't, mind, don't pay them any money. I was watching, this is fascinating. The eagle's going up, the crow's going at him. Going, and he, he's not bothering, he's not even bothering. He's just taking him so high, taking him higher that he explodes away. Believe me, if you walk in the path of God, you walk, and God is taking you to a place of elevation, there'll be criticism, there'll be attack, there'll be a crow on your back. Don't fight it back, just let God take you higher. Oh, this is even, just one or two more doctrines of the swoosh. Sometimes God gives us strength by swooshing us, taking us out. But sometimes he wants to give you strength by swooshing somebody else out of your life. This relationship is toxic. This dynamic is holding you down. This is Saul's armor. This is uh, David's brothers. And God, God, God is wanting to swish you out, and you're fighting and you're gnawing. Let God release it to Him. Let God do. This is the first way God does the, does it. He renews our strength by divine intervention. But it's not the only way. That's not the only way. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. Here's a second way. They shall run and not be weary. There's divine intervention, but there's also divine impartation. We love divine intervention. It's what we would want. We would like to go from one switch to the other. But God wants you, wants us to know, wants you to know that in the hardest seasons and battles, he wants to renew our strength to run. In life, there's things that God just takes us out and he will do it again and again. But we all have our aspects of our lives, areas, battles of our lives where we're running. It's a long run. It's not a sprint, it's not 100 meters. It's hurdles over marathons and ultra marathons. And in that, and through this season where you're running, you're running for your marriage, you're running for your kids, you're running for years, and, and you're running over so, uh, battles, so you're running and you're running. You shall run and not be weary. You, you need divine divine. Don't just look for the divine intervention. You need divine impartation. might be hard for you to believe, but when I was um, 18 years old, I ran a full marathon. I ran, it was 42 years ago, 42 pounds ago, I ran a full marathon. (laughs) 26 miles. Um, I ran it 3 hours and 15 minutes, 8 minutes a mile, and I thought I was okay. I never ran that, that much before, but uh, a, a month before, twice, two months before, I ran 15 miles, and I thought I was okay. But I, I said I did the 15 miles pretty well, uh, 26 will be okay. I was, uh, I was ignorant of what most runners know, that between 15 and 26, that's what they call the wall you hit a wall where your whole body shuts down and you just, and when I, when, I, when I ran it, it actually made the newspapers the next day, we were running the Montreal Marathon, and you have signs, you have signage that tell you so many miles left to the finishing line. And, and in the newspaper the next day, it was all over the papers that some vandals had changed the signs. Some vandals from hell had changed the signs. <laughs> from messenger, Okay, I'll stop. I'm from, some Philistines that changed the sign. So I'm running. I'm alone. I'm running. And all of a sudden, I see a sign, and it says 10 miles left. A- and I should have thought it made no sense. It made me a champion. I'm looking at my time. I'm like, what? I only have 10 miles left. So I'm very encouraged. I start running faster and faster. And ra- I'm, I'm pushing myself to, for the next sign. I see it from afar, and I'm running. I'm running. And when I get there, it says 15 miles left. <laughs> The Philistines had changed the signage. The psalmist in Psalm 42 gives you powerful counsel, you and me, for when we are running a marathon and hitting the wall. Psalm 42, 5, 7, and 8. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Deep calls unto deep and the noise of your waterfalls, all your waves, all your billows, have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. When you are running a long race, and you're hitting the wall, you, you are in need of renewed strength. Don't listen to your soul. Speak to your soul. Speak Don't listen to your soul. Speak hope. Speak the word. Speak promises to your soul. Say yes, please. Divine impartation is not when you're listening to your soul. It's when you speak to your soul. Divine impartation. Choose. uh, Here's a second advice. Choose the way uh, that will wash over you. When you read it in, in English, deep calls unto deep. In the Hebrew, it's li- literally it's the depth of God calling on to the depth of your soul. The deep billows of God. The flow of God calling on to your depth. The, through the, the long runs, deep waves of God's presence. God is wanting to give you deep waves of God's presence and his promise and his peace and his patience and his purposes. You have to choose what will wash over you. You you will not get renewed strength on Facebook. You're not going to get it watching reality TV. You're not getting the waves uh, uh, in political debate. You have to to choose which waves are going to wash over me. I want to choose God's presence, God's promises to wash over me in divine impartation. You focus, and I will say one last thing. Don't focus on the signage announcing the finishing line. They will change just like happened to me. This happened to you in your Christian life, in your walk with God. I I thought this project, this this ministry, this thing in my life, I, I thought that by this time, I'm almost finished. By, by the time my kids will be uh, 18, everything will be set. By the time this project, by the time, I think I'm almost there. I worked so hard for this. I thought we're almost there. They're moving the signage. I'm here to tell you, don't have your your eyes on the signage, on your timetable, have your eyes on the one who is Alpha and Omega and divine impartation. Please give God praise for his divine impartation, divine intervention, divine impartation. They will mount up with wings as eagle. They'll run and not be weary. Yeah, with Pastor Claude, listen. I understand, and I saw your picture of the marathon guy up there, but this is how I feel right now in my marathon. This is how I feel in my marathon. I feel like I'm lying down on the affinity. I can't even run one step further. The seasons where what hits us is so hard. You have a, you have a death. You have a, can, a cancer diagnosis. You have something happening to your children that would be become teenager or young adults and you can't even believe what is happening. And yet you have something that has torn you apart so hard that, that you feel like you can't even run. I can't even run. You can't run. Just walk. Keep walking with God. Keep walking with Him because He renews our strength. Sometimes by intervention, He just He just they will mount up with wings as eagles. And sometimes, and throughout our lives, He renews our strength through divine impartation as we run, and we keep running. But I have been through seasons, and you have been through seasons where I can't run through a wall right now. But by the grace of God, just keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Because they shall walk and not faint. And this is how God renews us by what I would call divine immunity. Immunity. He, he, when you look at the definition of being immune, is to be protected against, not affected by anymore, not able to, uh, not able to be damaged by something that did before, to not be vulnerable to what you've battled against to the point that now you're being stronger than what had attached itself to you that can no longer reach you or cause you to suffer. You are now protected from what infected you in the past. In fact, it made you more resistant now. It, it made, I, I would say it this way. There are, seasoned, there are battles and seasons in our lives when we need God to renew our strength and God does it, chooses to do it not by changing right now the situation, but changing us. His purpose is in us. I've, I, I repeat, I have, I have battles in my life and you have battles in your life where it has not while while he was while i was having divine intervention i'm seeing his hand intervene in a divine way and when when i an impartation strength is coming as i run there's season when i'm walking through these particular hard heart-wrenching times and where everything is blown, blowing up all around me that i'm praying and fighting and i'm not seeing the situation change right now But I'm resting and refuging in who he is. And I'm realizing that he's changing me. He's changing my character. He's immune. Listen, he's developing a divine immunity in me. I'm I uh, I'm becoming immune to questioning him and immune to uh, uh, complain and immune to doubting and immune uh, to uh, that that immaturity that questions everything and immune to quit it. They shall walk and not faint. Look at every nuance of that Hebrew word. Is they shall walk. And even through the worst, as they're walking, they don't quit. They never quit because they're immune to the lies of the enemy and immune to the circumstances. He's been so faithful before. I will walk. I will walk. I will run. I will fly. I will trust in him, and he will renew me. In Jesus' name, say yes, please. I want to close with this. I'm asking the musicians to come. Last Saturday morning, we have seven sites. Our church is one church on seven sites, and one of our sites was having a man's, that Saturday, a man's breakfast, and I went, and I just stood in the back, and it was to about 200, 200 men that were there, uh, having breakfast, and it was a, a testimony breakfast for men. And uh, I went, especially because my, my son-in-law was giving his testimony, and I just stood in the back. It's one of our churches, and I, just, I was watching, and I stood there, and I began to weep hearing their testimonies. These were not preachers. These were not ministry men. they they just men of all ages that just stood up one after the other. There was a young man there, young history teacher, brilliant young man, who was telling us how his wife got an operation on her eyes, That turned so badly, it happened only one, that every 100,000 people that she was over 10 years, she was losing her sight to the point of being legally blind. And what it did to them as a a couple and he has young children and and him just literally in in the language of this text, he just walked, just kept walking with God walking with God and receiving strength. And, and supernaturally, in the last two years, their they, the, sight began to be restored and restored. And he was, that, he was that. But he was standing there, and he said word for word. It's not a preacher, but he said word for word. And over the last 10 years, not only did God bring my wife back, but he changed me. There was another man. There was another young man. This is not, this is not ministry, people. They're not on stage. It was a young man there, young young black man, who, a Haitian man who, in his youth, knew the worst that you can imagine of life in Haiti and then, then in Montreal and foster, foster homes and, and, and criminal things. And, and he had to just, just, just trying to make his way and then being a victim of discrimination and injustice and racism. And he had a dream. His dream, he, he wanted to become a fireman for the city of Montreal. And he tried five times. An incredible record, incredible grades. And and, and and he's all the way tormented by because of the color of my skin. There's entire cities in Canada that have, don't have one black uh, uh, fire. And he finally, finally succeeded, and he's a fireman, and, and he was telling us, it's over about 10 years, and as he's a fireman, he's so high, but he, he was telling us, you know, during those years, though, my, my dad came to the Lord, and I led my brother, and last week, I was, he was naming all the people in his family that he had led to the Lord as he was holding on. You know what he was doing? He was walking, God was renewing, and God was preparing, and God was changing him. There was a man there, a high-level a high executive who was diagnosed with brain cancer. They opened his, his skull open and holes, holes in, his, uh, in his head. and when he, when he came back, he, was, he had to relearn everything he had to go through therapy. He was paralyzed, he could hardly talk but he was standing there in front of us, uh, still with a, something in his speech, but he was standing there with the glow of God on his face, and he says, uh, just even when I was doing my, just, just learning to walk again, I was feeling the presence of God, and, and my, my, that person in my, my life that had been away from God came back to God, and my wife says, I'm a new, I'm a new man, a new husband. There was a father there, who battled and I battled with him for 12 years. His son B, uh, was a schizophrenic and, and mental, mental problem so, so, so harsh that he was hospitalized and actually uh, grabbed scissors and stabbed his doctor. They, he went in front of the judge, they, they were putting him away. I was walking with him and his wife through this years and years. They they weren't flying, they weren't running. Sometimes they were just one foot in front of the other, but they were walking with God and God was working and God was strengthening, God was renewing. And in a miraculous way, he was showing me to court. After all the years, he came out and, and his health is being restored in such a way. He came out one day, one weekend, one week. He's starting back at school and last Saturday morning, that the son was standing there at the breakfast testifying in his sound mind with his dad next to him they shall oh people they shall mount up and not they shall mount up they shall run and they shall walk in jesus name and all of god's people say yes and on this thanksgiving sunday can we stand and really give him a standing ovation can you give god the the renewer of our strength the standing ovation Let me hear a shout in the house of God, and in the nations. Come on, Times Square Church, you can do better than that. This is is thanksgiving. This is thanksgiving. I went through the water, and I went through the fire. I carried heavy burdens. I got caught in the net, but He pulled us out for rich abundance. Hallelujah. If you can lift your hands to the Lord today. Wherever you are behind a screen, all around the world, and here, Times Square Church. If you hear and you say, "Oh God, I want to run to Your character today. I want to return and rest in who You are. You are the everlasting God, the Creator." Oh God, I run to you. I've ran to other things, but today I run back to you. I find my rest in you. When I don't know anything else, I know you. When I don't understand anything else, you are God. You are God when I understand, and you are God when I don't understand. You are God when I have everything in control, and you are God when it's one hit after the other. You are God, and I worship you today, and I rest in you. I will release everything to you. Do it right now. Begin to speak up. Begin to, with your voice, to say, this is what, maybe you're naming someone or a situation, past, present. I'm not keeping a, a, a phosphoric acid stone in my heart. I'm releasing everything to him. Come on, release it. Release it wherever you are around the world. On the other side of the screen, God is ministering to you. Here, right now, he's ministering to you. Lord, Lord, I, I, had, I had covered I had covered things in my heart that were shutting heaven o- over my life. If I had covered iniquity, it would not. The heaven would not have opened, but today I release it to you. Come on, release it to the Lord. Release it to the Lord today. Oh God, we rene- come and minister life. Come and renew us with divine intervention. We are praying for divine intervention and divine healing that you would come and swish us out and sweep us out, oh God, in healing and deliverance. And we are praying, oh God, for divine impartation. We're not going to let our heart, uh, our soul speak to us. We're speaking to our soul today. My soul, magnify the Lord. My soul, worship the Lord. My soul, hope in God. My soul, worship His faithfulness. And God we pray, I pray for those that are walking right now is going through such an intense season that they're walking they're walking, but God with every step, even when the situation right doesn't seem to change you're changing them you're changing us into your image you're immunizing us from unbelief and the lies of the enemy, and we will Pull out of this stronger, closer to you. Even the worst, the worst of the worst that we've been through. My God, we're going to walk with you. Your presence is with us. Even when I don't see you, you're with me. Even when I don't feel me, feel you, you're with me. And we worship you, oh God. We worship. Come on, Times Square Church, lift your hands and begin to worship. Begin to worship. He's the way maker today. He always makes a way. I want you to begin to worship the Waymaker. You are here, oh God. In everything I go through, you are here. You are the Waymaker. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this message. And be sure to subscribe so you can receive new messages each week. Visit tsc.nyc for all the latest info on how you can stay connected. Also, don't forget that you can follow us on social media on all major platforms at Times Square Church. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a great week.